Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Cibula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we're sponsored by Lalo Tactical. For the very best in tactical boots, shoes, and workout gear, head to www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 for a discount. And also, check out another one of our sponsors, Nitor Protein, or Nitor Performance, as they prefer to be called, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. Head over there, use the code Maximus Podcast uh, for, you know, I think some of the best protein on the planet. Uh, yeah. Protein feeds your muscles, uh, an essential part of a daily diet. So go and get yourself some. Don't put garbage in your body. Get the best. And that's what we use. Speaking of uh, putting stuff in your body, Joe, mm-hmm. today uh, we're going to talk about a topic that's related directly. I mean, in some ways to what you eat, although. Yeah. As you and I unpack this and probably get into a heated debate, um, <laughs> the, the issue's multifaceted. But uh, really, we're going to talk about being overweight. Right. Is, uh, is, is kind of what we're going to talk about. But this comes from a particular place. There was a d- d- little bit of a story in the news the last couple of days with, with is, is it Bill Meyer? Is that yeah, how you pronounce Bill, his name? Bill Maher. Yeah. Maher. He went on a rant about fat shaming people. And about how fat shaming needs to be brought back as – I don't even know where he's coming from. I mean I mm-hmm. watched the video. I listened to it. I don't know if he's like just talking shit to get ratings, if he yeah. genuinely wants to help people, uh, maybe column A and column B. But he's got this thing where being fat should be shameful and and we should bring back make, – making fun of people I guess. Well, I – you see the video? Yes, yeah. And initially, I'll be honest with you, Joe, I didn't think much of it, to tell you the truth. I uh, I kind of skipped over it and just went about my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another video came out, uh, and I believe it was James Corbin. James Corden, yeah. James Corden, and he is a heavier set individual. He actually pokes a lot of fun of himself in this video yeah. on, 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 on fat shaming. He doesn't try to hide the fact he's, you know, fairly out of shape. But he really, and, and in quite a funny, clever way, uh, kind of rips Bill Maher to shreds. Yeah, yeah. A little bit, saying that we absolutely do not need fat shaming, and fat shaming has never helped anybody. I think I laughed hard when he said, if fat shaming worked, we'd have a bunch of elementary school kids with six packs. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, right? Like, because like, that's true, because that, that is what people make fun of you for. When you're younger and when you're in school, so well, the, if, if it really worked, no one would be fat. Well, the, the the first claim from Bill Maher that we need to bring fat shaming back, and James Corden points out, like it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, you know, like like people who are heavy set, they hear about it. You know, there's there's a lot of judgment that's cast their way already. So, I mean, there's like so many different places we could start, and there's a lot of different directions that I think this conversation can and needs to go. And so, I guess we'll. Uh, we're, we're kind of doing this no script, so this should be kind of fun. No, because it kind of popped up, and it was something yeah. that I just kind of got into. Now, as a whole, do you – I mean I, I actually don't know what the answer is with you because you and I, we kind of walk a fine line. Mm-hmm. We are the tough love crowd. Yeah. We're pretty honest with people, and that's one of the things that uh, James Corden said about Bill Maher that – Maybe his heart was in the right place or that he wanted to believe that his heart was in the right place Mm -hmm. and trying to dish out some tough love. So do you believe, I mean, when it, when it comes to tough love, are you a 
proponent of fat shaming or is it something you're against? You know, the, the relationship that you have with another person is so unique to both you and that other person. And especially if you're in a, like a coaching position. Yep. So, I, you know, it, there's so many factors that go into how you might address a situation and the kind of dialogue that you're going to have with another human being. I don't think that there's one catch-all way to communicate to a mass audience. Yep. I, you know, like everybody kind of needs to hear a message in their own special way. You know, you, you can't just uh, uh, treat everybody exactly the same and expect anything to work for everyone. You know, some people are going to need a little tough love, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of examples of people who, who maybe got shamed, decided to prove their detractors wrong, and then made massive transformations. And yep. then there's going to be some people who get fat shamed and they go bury their head in a bucket of ice cream because that's just how For they sure. respond to that. And so you, you can't just say, well, yeah, we just need to show these people tough love. The, the problem is nobody's ever been mean enough to them. Like, bullshit. I'm sure they get yep. it all the time. It's just that's not an effective method of communication. So I would, I would say this, I don't have a problem calling out people's negative behavior. Right. Like, you know, to be truthful with you, with you, I think for most people, and I post a lot about this and, and I want to be careful how I say this, cause I certainly don't want to offend anybody. Well, what do I care? I offend people all the time. <laughs> the, the, I think a lot of people are out of weight, Joe, honestly, Mm-hmm. Because they don't work hard enough. They're but, not disciplined. They don't they don't care enough. And I'm not I'm not talking about the person who has a real problem. Mm-hmm. Like to be clear, I'm not talking about the person who is um what's the word I'm looking for? The the, the person who grew up in an abusive household, the person who has really low self-esteem, the person who's mentally ill, um, the person who really has, and I think it's a disease that turns to overeating as a means to cope mm-hmm. with their uh, n- n- negative life. Like I'm not, I'm not talking necessarily about that person. I'm talking about the person who has kind of just let themselves go and carries around 20 or 30 extra pounds and doesn't seem to give a shit. They mm-hmm. know the right things to eat, but they don't choose it. They know they should work out, but they don't go to the gym. That's the type of person who I think does need that tough love that that I can see Bill Maher's point. At the same time, I don't think bullying people helps either. No, and I think we both agree on that. Like just as a blanket statement, bullying is not the way to get anybody to do anything. If you're if you're going to be showing somebody some tough love again, that's that's tough love. It's not tough hate. Right. Yes. It's, it's it's like two guys that communicate in kind of a rough manner with each other. You know, it's like always the joke, like, you know, two women meet and it's like, hey, how you doing? And two guys meet. It's like, what's up, asshole? Yep. You know, there's there's like that kind of weird macho thing that guys do all the time. Like, OK, there's there's room within that for that so-called tough love. But again, that's with somebody who you're already friends with. You already have a relationship with. If I walk up to some stranger on the street and I'm like, hey, fat ass. You need to get yourself into the gym. What's wrong with you? Like that dude is not going to respond to that by saying, "Oh, gee, yeah, I just needed no. to hear somebody say it." Like, bullshit, yeah, that's that ain't for sure. Work, you know, but I think if you take what you said and kind of flip it the other direction, and it, and I don't think it's that it, it, it's kind of weird to put this into words this way, but bear with me. They they don't value hard work the right way. You know, they don't value proper eating the right way. Like being in shape 
you know, being healthy, being fit just doesn't have a value for them that makes it worth any of the change that needs to happen in order for them to get to that point. Yep. You know what I mean? Like having a cupcake once a day might be more valuable to somebody than being able to, you know, back squat their body weight, for example. Okay. So in that, in that case, one of the things that came up is Bill Maher implied, I, I can't remember if he said it directly, but he certainly implied that being overweight was a choice, mm-hmm. right? Like, like people, because the, the, the root of that is there are all kinds of people from different ethnicities, different, uh, walks of life, different income levels, different socioeconomic statuses that have been able to figure out how to get fit. Yeah. So his kind of thing was like, this is a choice and it should be shameful to be fat. James Corden, on the other hand, he was kind of like, do you think this is really a choice? Do you think I walk around like this because I want to? Mm -hmm. Like I've been trying for, I think he said like 37 years and shit hasn't worked. Yeah. So like, don't tell me it's a choice. What do you think about that? Do you think being overweight is a choice? Uh, My my catch all answer is no, but there's a huge caveat to that. Because I do think that there is a, a series of choices that will lead you there, right? It's not like, like like James Corden said, it's not like you wake up each day and say, you know what I want to be today is 30 pounds overweight. You know, if you go back in any overweight person's life when they were, you know, six years old and say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Not one of them said, I want to be a big, fat, out of shape person. Yeah, what's, what's that thing we say in our podcast? No one makes a plan to be fat, lazy, and broke. Right. Like, and, and by the way, those things are not all tied together. No, no. Just because you're fat doesn't mean you're lazy. No, and no. just because you're lazy doesn't mean you're fat. Because I know all kinds of lazy, skinny people as well. Yeah, exactly. But no one really plans for it. Right. So, I mean, if you had a choice, everybody would look like a Greek god. Yes. If, that, if it was that simple. And it's just not that simple. I think the the... You know, socioeconomic uh, uh, situation that surrounds a person's life has so many different factors to it. You know, their their relationship with everybody in their life has an impact on on how they feel about themselves, how they feel about the world at large, the things that they value, the things that they don't value. Right. So I, I think it's way more complicated than just one simple choice, and I and I don't think it's helpful to boil it down and say. You know, again, walk up to some stranger on the street and say, stop choosing to be fat. You know, I think for for a lot of folks, it's like if they had a choice, it'd say, yeah, you know, I'd like to lose some weight and be in better shape. But then you get paralyzed by how, you know, they go they go on the Internet and they say how to lose weight. And there's eight million different pieces of advice that they need to sort through. And most of it's garbage. You know, and and the fitness industry that surrounds weight loss is so full of B.S., and so full of money grabbers and, and charlatans that it's really frustrating. And it creates an aura that being lean and being healthy and being fit is some sort of magic secret. You know what I mean? And that's why people are always looking for like, well, what's the secret? You know, what, what is the secret to Dwayne Johnson's training program? Oh, he lifts three sets of 12, so everybody should lift three sets of 12, you know? Like, it, this isn't how any of this stuff works, but that's what people, they create that in their own mind. You know, well, you're lean because of genetics. Well, that's an easy explanation, sure. But as you okay. and I have always said, have you met my parents? Have you met their parents? Like, you can't make that okay. argument. So let me ask you a question, though, because let's put this a different way, because sure. 
I we we do agree, and you and I may disagree on a lot this podcast, mm-hmm. right? We we may agree. I don't know actually what's going to happen because it's not like we have a script. But with 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 Bill Maher, I do agree with his root thought. If and and listen, I don't know necessarily what his root thought is because mm-hmm. again, he could be just dropping shit for ratings. I always look at stuff through that lens. I do believe though. There should be some amount of shame with being overweight, especially when you've done it to yourself. And that's and that's a really now I, I, I want to say you shouldn't make fun of people. I'm not about to go up to a person on the street or in the mall and yell at them or make fun of them. Like that's not cool. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of people I know who choose to eat bad food and will actually vocalize it as they're eating it. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I really, yeah, you, I you really said it earlier. People, pie. yeah, people know, right? Like yeah. it really isn't a secret. You know what you're supposed to be eating. You're just unwilling to change. Yep. Or the people who I actually put up a post today, and, and by the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll be a week later. But look back on my timeline, and it's me working out at one of my kids' football games. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because there's a whole group of parents there that kind of sneer at me and look at me. Like, <laughs> I can, I can hear the, 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 you know, middle age, out of shape, beer guzzling, you yep. know. Like, dad. why is that person? Yeah. Why is that person working out? Like, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, actually, it was it was funny. Even my mom was with me at Landon's football game and there was a dad who was training his son. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the field. So, so to put put this in perspective, my kid, his football practice is not on a football field. It's like in a park. They play games yeah. on a football field, obviously, but they they kind of just get together at a local park. There's a baseball diamond. There's a there's a kid structure. There's all this stuff. And there's a dad that happens to be out there with his teenage son, and he's putting his son through workouts. And my mom is put off by this. Like, why is his dad working out with this kid? And I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of called her out on it. I'm like, well, I think it's a great thing that a dad's working out with his kid while some people are just a little obsessed. Like, what yeah, What yeah. the hell do you think of me, mom? Mm-hmm. Like, that's people's reaction that if you're working out in public or something, you're the weird one. Yeah. Like, so you could flip that another way. Like, are these people shaming me because they're sneering at me? But I did make a harsh comment on my Instagram that these people drinking their sodas and eating their Doritos or their candy – Looking at me, these people are the ones that are judging me when I'm trying to do something to better myself. Mm-hmm. Where where I agree, I guess, with Bill is I think these people are reasonably intelligent people that they know they should be moving around instead of sitting there. Well, this this gets to something I think which is a little a little more useful. Is I don't think it's about whether you're fat or not. Right? Because again, I don't think Bill Maher is a very fit dude. Yep. And, and, and if I look at him and I look at James Corden, I really don't see that big a difference. You know, if, if I no, had to and, guess, I would say James Corden's probably stronger than Bill Maher. Yep. Just because of the way he's built. But it's that lack of fitness that gets me. In which case, Bill Maher's no one to speak on this. Yeah. If and we, I, if, I we, if we as a society that. would value actual fitness and actual ability to move through the world, right? and actual strength, and actual endurance, and like different fitness attributes over anything else, I think we'd be in a better place where where somebody who is out of shape would be much more motivated to go after some of those attributes. Now, we don't all have to be, you know, NFL player of the year to quote-unquote be fit. Like, we, we can have a, a, a very broad definition of what that means. 
But I, I think what, what you were saying earlier, it's not that we need to shame people who are, who are overweight as much as we need to try to create a, I guess, a culture that values hard work when it comes to physicality. You know what I mean? Because it's one thing to like to build a business, you know, to, to, to work hard behind a desk all day long. But then the same people who do that and make a ton of money and drive a BMW will look down on the guys who are doing road construction. Yep. And it's like in a fitness test, the road construction guys will win hands down. You know, the guys that are out there digging ditches, like, okay, they're not sitting behind a desk crunching numbers all day long. Like they're actually out doing physical labor that I think should be applauded. And I don't, you know, I think a lot of people who hate their jobs, if they would switch careers and maybe, you know, go put on a hard hat, you know, go do some roofing or some construction or something that's more physical, I bet they would find more fulfillment in that than they expected. Okay, but but back to the thing. Do you not think – I mean I, I get what you're saying. You're saying that the, the, the answer is not fat shaming. The answer is to create a, a society that values fitness. But do you not think to some degree that being fat is a choice? I think there's a choice I mean, element I mean, to it. And like I said earlier, it's not a choice. It's a whole bunch of choices. Series of choices. It's a, it's a whole series of choices. And I think people end up sort of buried under that and they feel like there's no way out. Yep. And then it then it just gets to be an acceptance of your reality. And this is where I think I, I kind of start to agree with Bill Maher is we can't all just say, you know what, fat is beautiful. Because let's just be honest, it, it just isn't to me, okay? Like I don't think that is what's beautiful. And so you're, yep. you're trying to convince me of something that I disagree with just on a, on a blanket statement. Uh, we can't just tell people, hey, look, you're way overweight and out of shape. And you know what, that's great. And that's okay. I don't think it's okay. I think what's okay is if somebody is in that position, but they're working towards not being in that position. You know, if somebody came yeah. up, if somebody came up to you, Bobby, right, and they were maybe they looked like thirty pounds overweight, but then you found out like they're a competitive Olympic weightlifter, like you might view that person a little bit differently. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, for sure. You know, this is and, a person who's at least training; they're doing something, but their body type is maybe just that way. Like that's very different than just making the assumption that all fat people are lazy and need to be shamed into action. No, and I want to say this: that that actually brings up another dimension to this for me. I don't think the issue, if we're talking about what, what Bill was talking about, I don't even think the issue should be about what's beautiful or not, because that that to me is secondary to the health consequence of it. Okay. Right. Like like I don't think and I'll, I'll put it in 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 this way. I don't think a 300 pound person who is fat is any less healthy than a 300 pound bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, like your, your human body was not meant to carry around that much weight. And and, you know, it, it's actually when you put it this way, have you ever seen a big old person? You don't. Like there's not jacked old people walking around. <laughs> like if you're carrying around 300 pounds of muscle, you're probably dead at 50. Uh huh. You just don't see a lot of people like that. And so it's, it's, it's interesting, the judgment, but the looks, I don't even think about that. I think more and I think what he was trying to say is this is a major health problem. And James Corden, you know, echoed that. It's an epidemic. Yeah. There are a lot of people and a lot of diseases in this world that are caused by being overweight. Well, I'll say I'll say this. I don't I don't know for sure where where Bill Maher is coming from on all of that. I don't know. Yep. I think there's a lot of assumption about what looks healthy 
You know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't I don't necessarily think somebody that's like a little bit overweight is completely unhealthy and is a detriment to society as much as somebody no. who's like skinny fat, you know. No, so you're, somebody who's, you're who's right on that. You know, if, if everybody who was overweight was suddenly skinny fat, would Bill Maher still be talking about it? I guess is the, is the yeah. litmus test there, and I don't think he would. So I no. think there is like an aesthetic thing, like what what is what healthy is supposed to look like, and and I think there's a major disconnect. In, in just, I guess, the human psyche as to what is healthy versus what looks healthy. Because he there's a lot of really unhealthy, point, skinny people, too. Yeah, he also did make a point, though, about the person that has to sit in two airline seats. Yeah. That's also a different thing than a person that's only 20 or 30 pounds overweight. Right. Right? Like, right. that's you're on a completely different level now. Yeah, but I, and I again, do. going back, like, I agree. I don't think that we should say, like, that that is a good thing. You know, I don't think that we should say, you know, that the whole like fat acceptance, I prefer to think of it more as like a a person acceptance. Look, we accept you for who you are. You're a person, you have value, we love you, but you can't stay 600 pounds and expect the rest of us not to have some kind of judgment about it. That I think is, is okay. I don't think it's great, but from Bill Maher's perspective on this, you know, we, we, I agree that we can't just accept that and then expect everybody else to change how they think about it. And I don't know, again, I'm, I disagree that we need to bully people into losing weight. Yep. I don't think shaming them is the way, but I do think, like I said earlier, if we had a culture which praised people's efforts, you know, we're not just taking the best of the best of the best and putting them on a pedestal and saying, everybody be this because that's unreasonable. But if, if, but you get, hard, hard if I can interject, like, you get shamed, you get shamed for that these days, Joe, like you've been there. Like mm-hmm. you're – I mean I'm going to say some things about you and you tell me if you've heard them. Mm-hmm. You're obsessed. Mm-hmm. You're vain. Oh, yeah. You're narcissistic. You're – like these are things that I hear regularly oh, you, you, you need to eat some I humble pie, out. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Like just – oh, my God. Now you got me in the gutter. So – I'm, I want to tell people this story because this this kind of goes to it. And this yeah. is the thing that I have the problem with. And I hope I can pull it up on my Facebook because it is <laughs> rather funny. Here we go. So I put up a post, Joe, that basically said every day is the best day of the week when you're 6'3", 255 and stacked. Mm-hmm. For listeners who don't know what stacked is, various synonyms would be sliced, jacked, <laughs> ripped monstrous yoked like whatever whatever you could come up with right yeah just think a big muscular person so this dude who i don't even know why he follows me and is making these comments puts really time for honoring yourself must come to an end you're not that stacked mate Mm -hmm. eat some humble pie and shut the fuck up (laughs) so i I normally try to ignore these things, but I couldn't. So I wrote back, if I'm not stacked at 6'3", 255, you must be an absolute monster. Yeah. And looking at this person, they don't look like the – he doesn't look like the guy that lives in a weight room. Mm -hmm. And I wrote also quite the comments from a person hiding behind a keyboard. Do you talk like this to people's faces? Mm Mm-hmm. He wrote back, I used to follow you. I even bought your book because it's going to make me feel bad about myself that he bought my book. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry I let you down because I thought you were the real deal. 
All you seem to do is post shit about yourself. Eat more humble pie, mate. There's plenty left on your plate. So I wrote, of course, I post a lot about myself. It's my personal Instagram account. What else would I post? Mm-hmm. You didn't answer the question. And that's where he dropped off completely. Yeah. Like what? What, what do you want? Like, would you be would it be better for you if I posted pictures of cats, mm-hmm. fireplaces, fucking trees? Yeah. Like, I, Joe, I don't know about you, but if I go to joesabula.com, I expect to see a lot of Joe Sabula. Yeah. Weird, right? Weird. If I if, go, if, to, if anything, uh, Bobby, I don't post pictures of myself enough. Yeah. You know, exactly. I've told you that. Yeah. If you if, if I go to Popeye's chicken right now, I'm going to expect to see some chicken. Mm hmm. Like I don't, I don't go to Popeye's Chicken Instagram page <laughs> to check NBA scores. You know what I mean? I want to see some fucking chicken. Oh, Popeye's, so, you got to eat some humble pie. I'm so sick of yeah. looking at pictures of your chicken. <laughs> I'm sick of you guys posting what how good your damn chicken sandwich is. Fuck, what else do we do? Anyway, it's funny, and and it's funny that that came up because you also get shamed for being fit. So even if you are and, – and by the way, I'm not the only one who deals with this. If you guys want a good laugh, go read the comments on The Rock's Instagram. Oh, geez. Yeah. Or like go to like one of these WWE divas. Yep. Uh, Mandy Sachs is one of them. It, it's actually funny. I've made a couple of comments on her Instagram. I'm like, who the fuck comments like this? Yeah. Like what's wrong with these people that are saying like – you know, they go to this girl's Instagram and they're like, I want to bend you over. Mm-hmm. What? What what made you want to write that? And what or, did you think you were going to get out of that? You know what I mean? Like she's going to she's going to DM gonna, you back and be like, let's get together. I was so yeah, turned on by your comment. <laughs> I saw your profile picture. I can't stand it. Meet me now. Um, but like for real, though, or they call her all kinds of nasty names. And it seems that the more famous and more successful you get, the more you get this. Yeah, yeah. But you can't win. So if you're if you're fat, you get shamed. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if you look great, you get equally ashamed because we do live in a society where you can't say anything to anybody without seemingly offending them. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, you brought up vegans earlier. This will sound like something that should not come out of my mouth, but I have no issue with a person being vegan. Mm-hmm. I say that it shouldn't come out of my mouth because you guys know I eat a damn steak a day. Yeah. Like I'm the biggest proponent of meat there is. But I have no problem with whatever diet anybody's on, right? Like if you're trying to better yourself and that's the way you've chosen to do it, good for you. I yeah. may not agree with it, but I'm not going to go to my way and attack you. Right. Number two, if you are doing it for some type of spiritual belief, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I'm not going to go out of the way and attack you. But there are – a group of vegans online and this is a group of them it's not all of them yeah that the minute i post a steak i'm called an animal killer i'm, I'm the reporting me to facebook meanwhile that person who's saying that is sucking down soda every night you know what i mean but this, so, that's that's an interesting point though too because uh like i said i think any any direction you come at this from like we don't value physicality enough You know what I mean? Like physical culture, uh, taking care of one's physical self is just like, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but it's it's just looked down upon. To try to put it into into perspective, it's like, why is a plumber less respected than a lawyer? You know what I mean? Why is a car mechanic considered like an uneducated buffoon? Have you seen cars these days, how complex they are? 
But, yes. you know, a lawyer is automatically like, oh, he went to law school. And it's like, I've met a lot of shitty lawyers. I don't know. I don't think oh, lawyers too. are great. You know what I mean? Like, but but there's this thing. There's this thing like if 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 you work at a gym, you just must be an idiot or a muscle head. You know, you can't possibly be it, an intelligent person and also an athlete, you know. And that comes from a place, I think, of insecurity. I agree. I agree. Where where if you're not if you're not quote unquote successful or you're you're overweight or you don't have something you've got to attack other people and i think it's insecurity on both sides mm-hmm. the you bring up the plumber and the lawyer the plumber could attack the lawyer because he seemingly has money even though that plumber may make more money than that lawyer mm-hmm. he will still attack the lawyer because all oh, he has his fancy job and his fancy car yeah right the the lawyer may turn around and attack the plumber because maybe money's not making that lawyer happy Maybe yeah. the status of being a lawyer is not making him happy. I mean, everyone attacks each other. That's where these things come from, which is why I inherently have to say to get back to our topic, I disagree with fat shaming. Mm-hmm. But I do got to say the whole tough love thing or there should be some negative connotation these days to being overweight. And even even if you listen to James Corden, one of the things where I think he undercut himself and listen, I loved his speech. I was cheering for him, Mm -hmm. you know, but one of the things that that I did find funny is he made a lot of jokes about himself eating a lot. He knows the behaviors that have caused his situation. He's just accepted them. Yeah. So if that is the case, though, and you've just accepted that, does that by default become a choice? I suppose. I mean, you choose to accept it, right? That was a long silence. I thought I got you. No, I, had to th- I had to process like, yes, that. I finally like, got him. Yeah, there's there's because a choice here's, there. Here's here's how I would look at it, right? Let's say I came to you and said, Joe, I cheat on my wife every week. I just can't help it. I know mm-hmm. it's wrong. It's a terrible thing to do. It just kind of happens to me. Mm-hmm. Is that not kind of a choice at that point? I think at a certain point – you you end up with a choiceless choice, right? So so go back to James Corden's thing. He's already overweight. So yep. what's one more pint of ice cream? You know. Now if you've been cheating on your wife for thirty years, and then you're coming to me complaining about it, it's like, well, you've been doing it for thirty years. Like, what's one more? But that's the mentality. That's the <laughs> trap that, that people that fall you, in. Is is that what you'd say? No, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I've been doing this for 30 years. I'm starting to feel bad. What do you think? Well, what's one more, Bobby? Go get that's, her. That's not the way I'm like, saying it. But who are my, you? Who are you? Tiger Woods here like, is, personal assistant? My point what the here hell, man? is if you're upset at yourself because you had one more indiscretion in your marriage over the past, you know, Shit. 477 that you've had, like, well, why did that one make you upset? You know what I mean? Like oh the God. other 400 well, should make you just as upset, but you're you're so far into it. You're so far gone that you're just like, you know what? I'm beyond redemption. And and the truth is but, no one's but, ever beyond redemption. So you, you have to well, look at it and say every opportunity really becomes a new choice. But that's where I think it's kind of a choice. Like you're sitting on the couch and you're like, man, I am 30 pounds overweight and I really want to get in shape. But fuck it. I mean, see ice- what, what I'm saying is he doesn't want to get in shape. That's that's not his thing. Yes. It's not, he's not sitting there going like, I wish I had six pack abs. He's just like, I don't care. Yes. 
I don't care at all about six-pack abs. I don't care at all about my physical nature. I don't care about my body. I don't care about my world. I'm making money. I've got the best job in the world. I have tons of friends who love me. Where's my motivation to have all of that thing? You know? And I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with that if he owns that choice at that point. And so that's where you're saying it's a choice. Like, okay, but make it that choice. If you're going to sit there and then say, well, I don't deserve to be fat shamed. Well, okay, now you're getting at your own insecurity more than anything else. If you don't want to be overweight, then you have to do something about it. And if you're unwilling or unmotivated to do anything about it, you need to kind of do some self-examining and figure out what you really want. Well, and I think it's important, too, to define what fat shaming really is, because I'll put it in a different term, right? If I walk out of the house with messy hair, Mm -hmm. I haven't showered in three days. Well, let's be clear. You don't even have hair, so. (laughs) Fair. You're right. You're right. Um, I've I've got got dirty clothes on. Yeah. Are people going to look at me funny? Probably yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're shaming me? I don't know about that. I mean, now, if someone comes up to me and calls me a bum, well, yeah, okay, that's not exactly the nicest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. But I'm also aware, Joe, if I went out of the house like that, I would be very aware that that's a possibility. Not saying it's right, but it's a possibility. So the whole thing is if somebody goes, and for example, it's the whole two seats on the airplane thing. What if somebody does go to the airline and needs two seats? Should they have to pay for two or is making them pay for two fat shaming them? That's a tough question. This is why I'm glad I don't work for the airlines. Because you're taking up space, mm-hmm. right? Like you're technically taking up two seats and, well, and, and honestly, it's inconvenient like, for the person next to you. And weight matters on a plane too. You know what I yep. mean? That's why they're like, no, it's 50 bucks for your next check bag because well, so like, here's- that costs money and gas. Here's what I've always wondered, and this works against me because I am a heavier person. Mm-hmm. I'm 250 pounds. Shouldn't the person who's 180 be able to bring a 70-pound bag and we cancel each other out? Like why Why do I just get to carry that extra weight and not get charged for it? I guess so that, now for the, the 300 the, the answer to that has to go down to customer service, right? We want to try yeah. to treat everybody equally. And if that's the standard that you choose – then you have to apply that across the board. You can't just single out one person for any reason. Everybody has to be treated equally. I've chosen to be this heavy. It's not like I woke up looking like this. This is it's like those people that are like, I don't want to touch a dumbbell because I don't want to look like you. (laughs) Great. Good luck with that. Yeah. I wish when I was fifteen I fell onto a dumbbell and got up looking like this. Yeah, right. If it was that easy, but then that's it too. I mean, if it really was easy to lose weight, everybody would just lose weight because they, they just wouldn't want to be shamed anyway. But it's, it's not super easy. Like it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of, you know, psychological effort. You really have to work on yourself as a person. And, and a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, that the factors are really complex, you know, like where you live, the, the, the lifestyle that you grew up with, you know, how your parents behaved. Um, mm-hmm. your, your family, your genetics, the town you live in, the foods that are available, the kinds of things that you celebrate in your life can all have a different effect. And, and you know, acting like See, it was just a choice I and acting that, like it was easy, I think undercuts the fact that if it was easy, we wouldn't have this problem to begin with. It's just not easy. I think the litmus test for me as we talk about it is how every individual vocalizes it. 
So if you tell me, man, Bobby, I am not happy with how I look. What's wrong, Joe? You know, I just wish I was leaner. Okay, well, uh, why aren't you leaner? Well, you know, I have game night on Friday night. I drink a few (laughs) beer. And then Saturday I eat pizza. And you laugh like this is a true story. (laughs) Sunday, you know. I'm 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 watching uh, uh, Joe Lombardi's uh, Green <laughs> Bay Packers, whatever the guy's name is, the, the the coach with the weird little like beady eyes and his glasses and his hat, and you're like, yeah, I'm watching them do their thing. So I just sucked back nine pounds of Wisconsin cheese. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Okay, man, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> you wore that cheese wheel on your head. I'm like Joe, you're clearly you know this behavior is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, yeah, but I can't help myself. I'm going to I'm gonna laugh you under the table. Well, but like, think Joe, about it. Like, you're I, I want to look choosing to do this. I want to look physically like Ryan Reynolds, but I want to eat however I want to eat, and I don't ever want to work out. Like, those things don't go hand in hand, right? Like, you can't have both of those things. So you, you have to start making choices. And, and, I mean, maybe that goes right back to what you were saying earlier. Maybe that's the choice that you're making. And what, what I was getting at earlier, again, is like if, if we as a culture put more value into actual fitness and actual training, you know, where, where phys ed in high school wasn't a write-off class. You know, it wasn't just an advanced form of recess, but we actually taught people about nutrition. We taught people about, you know, strength training versus cardio training, like different athletic attributes. I mean, maybe we would have a culture of athletes. You know, maybe everybody would have a sport to play or a place to work out or training goals. And and maybe we would expect more from our personal trainers than a weekend certification. But right now, the, the industry is just is just catering to what sells. And what sells is like fad diets and stupid pieces of equipment. It's it's empty promises. Yeah, for sure. But I again I think it goes back to that how the person vocalizes stuff. Like if you know better and you're vocalizing that you're engaging in behavior that's not concurrent with your goals, I think you deserve whatever you get at that point. Yeah, yeah. Because you open yourself up for it. You said something earlier this podcast that made sense to me. If you're like the person who is like, yeah, it's just not that important to me and Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat the ice cream. I've got no problem with that. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're happy with yourself, it's when a person willfully knows they're engaging in something that is – I shouldn't even say that it's wrong. It's not concurrent with their goals. Yeah. Where that's where I start to get like this is a choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm with and you on that. And, it, and the more we talk and, about it, the more I think what you're saying makes – like it keeps making more and more sense every time we kind of come back around to it. And those parents that sit in their chairs, oh my God, I hope the parents don't listen to this podcast because now <laughs> they're going to think about I'm it. just the biggest. Bobby, that, Mr. That, Maximus, yeah. I listened to your podcast and I am so offended. Can't believe that you called me out for eating my Doritos on the sideline of my son's oh my game. <laughs> my son's going to be ostracized from the team. But for real, like mo- a lot of the people sitting there, they judge. They look like the, sh- the, the but see what I'm getting at. Shitty- that's where the problem lies here. Like the person who feels like they need to fat shame another person. Like who the fuck are you? Like what are you yeah, going I mean, on? Like who, are you the standard by which all human beings should be judged? I don't think so. So like shut the hell up. And I'm not going. Just to be clear, 
I may wish these people did more, mm-hmm. but I'm not going up to these people when they're in their little seats yeah. yelling at them. <laughs> Come on, fatty. <laughs> Here, put on but, put on these night put on these Lalo shoes and start slamming night or let's go pump some iron. <laughs> Holy shit. I need to do that. I need to bring dumbbells. <laughs> you know oh, the life of a football dad on the sidelines. But but the thing is, is like this just doesn't happen there. It happens at the airport when I do push ups. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm some kind of asshole because my flight's delayed for three hours, so I'm doing squats and push ups. The people on the sidelines are the one that gives me the worst looks. Like I'm doing something wrong. I'm a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Well, the A. No, oh, not necessarily. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I can just imagine the stuff that said that juice monkey. Look at that yeah, guy. Yeah. Well, but again, but again, like, so, so you and I are the kind of guy who's like on the sideline and, and like, I can't sit still. Right. I mean, even doing these podcasts, like I got to get up, do a couple squats. I got to stretch my legs. I can't sit still. Uh, and, and that has a lot to do with the fact that like, I exercise all the time. I have energy. I like to move. I like to feel my body move. I value that kind of stuff more Mm -hmm. than sitting on the sidelines in a comfy chair, you know, watching my kid play the game like my value system is completely different than theirs and so we're we're over there doing our thing like we're the guys that are going to do 2,000 squats over the course of a of a football game and we're we're also casting judgment on them for not and they're over there casting judgment on us for and I don't think that gets us anywhere okay so then what's the answer we agree fat shaming is not the answer making Mm -hmm. fun of people to their face okay that sounds so bad (laughs) I was going to say making making fun of people to their face is not the answer. No. As if I mean for going again, on keyboard. For, for like some people maybe that is the answer, but I'm guessing that's not the majority of people by a nope. long shot. And, and I don't you, think you, that's what I'll say. I think, I think I think shaming people into behavioral change doesn't work. Right? There's there's right. tons of research into that that says no no, it, that doesn't work. Look at what dentists do, right? Dentists are considered like the best motivators in the world. And all they're going to do is show you a picture of a dude with rotten teeth and you are going to run home and you are going to brush your teeth every day until your next dental appointment because you don't want that. You know what I mean? And so they don't have to sit here and be like, well, only losers forget to brush their teeth. You know, what are you too lazy to brush your stinking teeth? Like, fuck you, Dennis. I don't want to hear it. You know, but when I see the value of what I'm getting out of a a clean mouth, you know, floss every day and you're going to look 10 years younger. Well, okay, that's. That's not asking too much. So I don't think the shaming approach, I think what you have to do is more like the dentist. You have to, A, know that there's a consequence. We can't, and and this goes back to where you're kind of agreeing with Bill Maher. There has to be a consequence. Like the health consequences of where you're at, it's not a pretty picture. Like, and it may not be today and it may not be tomorrow, but 10 years, 20 years down the road, like that comes to fruition and it is a bad scene that you don't want to be a part of. And people need to understand what that is. You know, all that metabolic disease, all the 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 decrepitness of of being significantly overweight and, and the way that your body starts to shut down, right? That's not pretty. Don't ignore that that exists. But then also, rather than discouraging bad behavior, I think we need to encourage good behavior and kind of reward good behavior instead so of how do you, instead of casting how do you dispersion do people. Well, it, it, we have to build a culture, and that that is a really hard question to answer. Like, how do you build a culture? I I don't really know. You know, I try to just personally in my life model the behavior that I think people should be 
emulating, like, especially when it comes to being a parent, right? Like, I've seen you with your kids. Your kids are going to be fine. They're going to grow up. They're probably going to really enjoy being fit. They may not, like, like Beans may not make a career out of running a gym. I don't know. Maybe he will. But he'll always appreciate, like, what goes on in a gym. You know, he'll appreciate the lessons that sport and training can bring to a person's life because he's just surrounded with that. And so that, you know, that's, I, that's a I, microcosm on the bigger picture. You know, it's, it's the relationships that, that you and I have with, with all the guys in our inner circle, with all the people that follow us on, on Instagram, right? With all the people that I train on a daily basis, you know, the, the relationships that I'm building are hopefully trying to encourage that. And then they're hopefully encouraging other people. I guess that's my answer to that question. So I think if it's like one person at a time, one case at a time and just consistency over time. My pushback on that, and, and I mean this respectfully, but who the fuck are you that people would want to follow you anyway? And I don't mean that in a mean way. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds harsh, but I would say the same thing to me. Like with, with our combined amount of followers, like it's great that I'm living the fit life, but just because I'm out there at a football practice busting my ass doing my squats and lunges – I don't think that means all those other parents are all of a sudden going to get it either. No. Be like, hey, we should join in with him and do it. If that was the case, because this this goes the other way, mm-hmm. kind of like James Corden said, if, if making fun of people worked, no one would be unfit. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone would have a six-pack because every person's been made fun of for not being fit or yeah. being fat. Yeah. But there's also like models out there to model right, like good behavior. And the example I give you is you're a guy and you're watching TV at home with your wife mm-hmm. and Jason Statham comes on the TV mm-hmm. or Chris Helmsworth or uh, The Rock yeah. or maybe maybe you're watching old Ultimate Fighter shows and, and Bobby Maximus comes on. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just thinking of I'm trying to think of the most fit, famous people in the world here. And so you're you're sitting at home with your wife and you're you're 30 pounds overweight and your wife can't help herself but make some comment. Yeah. Oh, that's what a man should look like. Oh, my. I'm like, what is this? The real world? Oh, no, that's Ultimate Fighter with. Robert yeah, McDonald. Yeah. She, she, starts, she starts fanning herself or whatever. Ooh, that man is sexy. You know, like people do this. And yeah. by the way, guys do this to girls too. Oh, yeah. Like who, whoever they like comes on the screen and they, mm-hmm. they can't help but make some comment. But that's not enough to get that guy in shape. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Like your your wife in some way, like she's telling you what she likes or what she wants or mm-hmm. what she whatever. But that's not enough to get that guy in the gym. Like like if, if you're sitting on the couch with your wife and she makes some comment about how sexy the rock is or that's her hall pass or whatever the mm-hmm. the thing she says, there's models out there for being fit that people don't follow. In fact, as a society, we're getting worse and worse and worse. No, and that that that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't think we value being fit. No. You know, like in, in a certain like at an obvious level, everybody wants to look amazing, but like what does it mean if I'm fit or I'm not fit? You know? Yeah, I mean your your wife who made those comments, she's not leaving you. Right? Yeah. Or at least maybe not, you know what I mean? Mhm. Um so there's that there's that kind of deal. So that doesn't work. I don't I don't think setting I always say I live my life to serve as an example for other people, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel kind of bummed out by that because I don't think it matters that much sometimes. 
It matters in my household. It matters to my kids. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It doesn't matter until it matters. You know what I mean? When, when somebody gets a, the, the diagnosis from the doctor that they're prehypertensive, prediabetic, like it starts to come home. And I say that very specifically. It starts to come home. Yep. Until, until they're sitting there and the doctor's like, we're going to have to take your foot. It may not even sit in. That's just how hard it is to get people to, to actually be willing to change behavior. How many times has a doctor said to somebody, you need to lose weight? You know, hey, yeah. physically, you're okay, but you're overweight. You, we, you know, maybe cut back on the candy bars, whatever little bit of advice the doctor throws you at that time. And then you just out the door and it's like, yeah, doctor says I should lose some weight. But are you actually willing to go through what it takes? And that's, that's a yep. very, very different question. You know, that's a very different thing to, to actually follow through on and especially to follow through on day after day after day. And, and one of the things that James Corden said was he recognizes that he's going to be battling his weight his entire life. That's never yep. going to change. And even even if one of the great Hollywood trainers decides out of the goodness of his heart to just focus solely on James Corden and getting that guy in shape and to be his motivation and to beat his ass out of bed in the morning to get him up and working out and, and, and force feeding him salads for the rest of his life. If James Corden looked amazing and had a great level of fitness in his heart, he still wants to eat that ice cream. That's never going to change. Yeah. And, that, and that's a really hard battle to be willing to walk into, you know. And so I think for a lot of people who are overweight, that, that is part of the equation. Is it like it is a constant, constant thing. And it takes a constant, constant effort. And so, again, the doctor just saying, well, you need to lose weight. Yeah, I know I need to lose weight. But go, go, go Google how to lose weight. Or you know what? Better oh, shit, don't, yeah. don't, don't ever Google you know, how to lose weight. <laughs> at the same time, though, Joe – and all people love their finances, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shitty information out there, true or false. Oh, true. We get misled all the time, true mm-hmm. or false. True. Our supermarket is filled with garbage that makes us fat, true or false. True. Uh, corporations are in charge of school lunches, not moms. True. Not local people. This is mm-hmm. something I've heard you talk about before. Yeah. It's like – some some company gets a contract for the school lunch and that's who's doing it. So would you say the deck is stacked against people? Would that be a fair statement? I think so. To a degree? Okay. I absolutely think so. So would, what would happen? So the deck stacked against us and that's not going to change. Those circumstances, those issues are all going to still be there. But the government came out and said, if you are under, as a guy, 20% body fat, just – as a number, mm-hmm. you're going to decrease your income tax by 10%. <laughs> just that. Yeah. Just yeah. that. And I hear you laughing because you see where I'm going. Yeah. Despite all this misinformation, do you think people would figure it out? Absolutely. I don't think we'd have one person in this country that would be over 20% body fat mm-hmm. because it would figure it out. And that's my point where I think people know. So that's where I kind of go back and forth where, yeah, I don't want to be a bully and make fun of people. But at the same time, I think the whole tough love thing has some merit because I think people know better. Yeah, and I agree. And even James Corden, he knows. I mean, he admitted as much, right? Like, I know. It's just it's not as simple as just nobody ever called me fat before. No, and that is true. But it is as simple as you don't care enough. There's not enough kickback in your life. 
there's not enough of a reward. There's not enough of a pleasure from being I want to twist shape. that because I firmly believe that the reward is worth it. I firmly, firmly believe that being fit and being healthy is 100% worth the effort, but you can't convince people of that because it's not something no. that they can see or experience until they get there. It's like the, how, how yeah. good it feels to be actually healthy and actually fit and to know your strength and to know your, your limitations and to know they're, they're out there. Like that, it, it's, in, it's incredible the, the level of confidence that you can have, you know, the, the, the lack of fear. The uh, conversation I had with, uh, with my buddy Ethan when we both got into CrossFit is, do you get nervous before a CrossFit workout? And my answer to him was, no, I don't, I don't think so. And he had people at his gym that were so nervous they were like ready to throw up before the workout even began. And then we in, in talking, I mean, we were both fighters from back in the day. So, I mean, it's like I got nervous before I had to walk into a ring because I also had to sign away the the teeth. That was a big thing in Taekwondo is you, you had to like sign this waiver about like you get $700 for your first tooth knocked out and then $500 per tooth after that. And now you got to get into the ring and you're like, fuck, I could get killed. Holy shit. Like yeah, that will make sure. you nervous. And then, oh, I just have to lift some weights and like maybe climb a rope. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah, I can do that. And so they're like, we were a little bit inoculated against that. But, but I, I, I don't know. I think, I think you're absolutely right that we can't accept that. I'm, I'm wording this all wrong. Like fat acceptance isn't the answer. And I don't think fat no. shaming is the answer. But I kind of like what I said earlier of like the the results of those choices lead to a very, very bad thing. And we need to, yes. to make sure that people understand that. And and maybe that is enough for some people. But I also think like the, the rewards of fitness need to be – what's the word I'm looking for? Like expounded upon, explained, uh, shared, you know, like – when people understand that they don't have to live sad, depressing little lives trapped in their their own bodies, that they do have some some ability to change these things, like it's incredible, and it, it's really hard to get people to understand that, especially again because it's not a one time choice; it's an all the time choice. No, and an everyday choice, really. exactly. exactly. Because you talk about in his heart of hearts, James Corden wants to eat the ice cream. Mm -hmm. I want to eat the ice cream too. Yeah. I love the ice cream. I eat the fucking ice cream. Mm -hmm. But I also make a choice to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like I, I worked out this morning. I'll work out tonight. If I have the ice cream tonight, I might not have the ice cream tomorrow. Yeah. But I figure it out. I don't just every single day go get the ice cream let, and do nothing. Let's be about clear it. about this too. I'm not blaming ice cream. Ice cream is just an object, right? And and I will even say you can be super super fit and still really like ice cream and even enjoy ice cream, but you can't be super super fit and eat ice cream all day every day. No, right? So like you have to have this relationship with your food kind of figured out, and that's really tricky. That's just not oh. as simple as again, hey fatty, get to work. Yeah, you know, that's there's for a sure. lot of psychology that goes into into nutrition and diet that people will just glance uh, uh, away because they just they don't even understand the depth of it. So, I mean, maybe no, part of and, the reason and, why James Corden needs that ice cream is because that was what makes him feel good after being fat shamed. Well, then obviously fat shaming ain't going to fix the problem. Yeah, that's for sure. So interesting topic for sure. I'd yeah. love to have those guys on here. 
Yeah, it would be amazing. Like, I'd love to, you know, because that would be interesting because when I hear people talk about TV, TV or on TV, everything for me seems to be hot takes these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm going to say this thing. It's in the media. And I, I think the king of that is uh, John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. On HBO, right? Like, I love a show, but it's like, what am I going to say this week that's going to get some ratings? And I think they have a team of writers that come up with stuff. Yeah. But I would love to break down to sit down with these guys and like, why did you say this? Do you mean this? Mm-hmm. Well, and they, they record their shows in the same building. James Corden pointed that out. I mean, they could legitimately just yeah. run into each other, like down at the commissary, having a snack. Oh, what are you eating, Bill? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, that would be funny, too. And I would love to talk to him about who makes you in charge of people's fitness. Yeah. Because like I said, I do agree with a lot of his points, but who made you the fitness expert? Like, are you really that fit? So interesting for sure. Yeah, I think we both agree fat shaming is probably not okay. Yeah. But to some degree, tough love is. And I think that's a fine line. It is. It is a very fine line. Like I, I mentioned at the very top of the podcast, I think it has a lot to do with the relationship between two people. Because I might say certain things one way to, to person A, and I might say it a completely different way to person B, and that has to do with the individual relationship between them. And that and that is true. You can come up to me and say, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Whether, whether it be about my parenting, my marriage, my workout choices, a stranger on the street, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, not super helpful. Probably not at all. Or a person on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Although, by the way, when I read somebody's Instagram, I don't assume they're talking to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard which, for people to wrap their mind around, right? <laughs> which seems to be another problem. That guy insulted me. Nope. Never met you. Never heard of you. Don't follow you. Nope. That has nothing to do with you. I'm sorry I ruined your day. Like that Andrew Hunter guy who's quite upset that I post selfies of myself. Oh. That shit just makes me want to post more selfies. I know. I know. See what I mean? Like negative reinforcement doesn't work. We need we need positive reinforcement. Because if he would have come out and, I, and he would have said, you know, Bobby, I love when you post pictures of steak. You should post more pictures of steak. And you're like, you know what? I should post more pictures of steak. Well, nope. you're automatically posting less pictures of yourself because you're posting more pictures of something else. That might have been nope. more effective. I don't know. Well, shit, he sure taught me a lesson. Yeah, I tell you. You know? (laughs) Anyway, this has been fun. If you guys want to continue this discussion, head over to The Inner Circle. It's www.innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. Joe and I go on there daily. We answer questions for our members. Uh, The cost is $24.99 a month. Or if you want a deal, you can pay a whole year in advance. I think that drops the price to $199 for the year. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Joe? That is correct. Yep. That's like $16 Um, a month. That's right. There are daily workouts on there. There are inspirational videos. And the biggest value is Joe and I answer questions from you guys every single day. We get a lot of questions on our DMs, email, things like that. We cannot answer them all. It's almost impossible. But we do prioritize Inner Circle members. So if you are part of the Inner Circle, it is like having us as your personal coach. So head over there, innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com, and sign up. And we'll talk to you guys next week. 